Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. Welcome to True Crime Garage. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nick, and with me, as always, is a man who loves this segment, which we call the introduction du jour. He is the captain. They tell me it's gourmet. It's good to be seen. It's good to see you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. This week, we are quite pleased to be drinking Campfire Stout from High Water Brewing out in California. This is High Water's number one selling beer, and it is available year-round. They added graham crackers to the mash, used chocolate malt, and added natural marshmallow flavor. Garage grade four and a quarter bottle caps out of five. And this week's beer was brought to us and brought to you by our good friends right here. First up, we have Evan in Alpharetta, Georgia. And a big shout out to Joan in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Next up, we have Todd from Bustleton, Western Australia. And a big shout-out to Christopher in Seattle. And we have a shout-out to Cassandra in Port St. Lucie, Florida. And last but certainly not least, here's a cheers and a thanks to Nick and Knob in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Everybody that we just mentioned went to our website, truecrimegarage.com, and donated to this week's beer fund. And for that... We give you a big, big thank you. A big smoochy, smoochy, smoochy. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at True Crime Garage, and that is enough of the business. All right, everybody, gather around, grab a chair, grab a beer. Let's talk some true crime. As we said in yesterday's show, in August of 2018, officials from five different law enforcement agencies held a town meeting. This is where they publicly acknowledged that they had no theory, no suspect, or no answers regarding the murder of Tristan Baudet. That same month, 
The Hollywood Reporter stated that, quote, two sources with connections to the Malibu Lost Hills Sheriff Station tell The Hollywood Reporter that detectives are working to assemble a physical composite of the Tristan Bodette shooter and are compiling a list of persons of interest. This, of course, is news to everyone. News that the L.A. Sheriff's Department had anything to go on at all. It seems, perhaps, that the Sheriff's Department started to put some things together. Here is a weird thing, a really weird thing in my opinion. We have not only these strange, weird shootings going on in the area that have been going on for two years now, there has also been an uptick in burglaries. On October 9th, 2018, the Sheriff's Department issued an official update on recent burglaries in the unincorporated Calabasas, Malibu areas. It read, on Tuesday, October 9th, 2018, at approximately 3 a.m., a burglary occurred at the Agora Calabasas Community Center, located at the 27,000 block of Malibu Hills Road in Calabasas. Detectives believe that the same suspect, who was possibly involved in eight other burglaries, used a rock to break the front glass door. A vending machine inside the location was broken into with a rock and numerous food items were stolen. The suspect then walked away in an unknown direction. Major crimes detectives, along with other department resources, are at the location today conducting a follow-up investigation. The most recent burglaries have occurred over a three-month period. The suspect is described as a male adult, slender build, and wearing dark clothing. There were eight other recent burglaries that were laid out in this press release. We won't go through all of them as it's quite a boring portion of the story, but I'll give you the dates. There were two in October of 2018. There were two in September of 2018 one in July of 2018, and then we had one in March of 2017, and then two in October of 2016. None of these break-ins involved residents. They were all professional buildings and commercial structures. Police stated that they felt that the burglaries were all connected. But why did the police feel the need to issue a press release about some minor burglaries. Well, probably because there was a bunch of shootings that they didn't tell the public about. So since they got a bunch of backlash on that, they probably thought we need to come clean about these break-ins. Well, yeah, and people were starting to wonder, could the there be a suspected connection? Could law enforcement be thinking that there's a connection between the burglaries and the shootings? Yeah. So speaking to the media, Sheriff Jim McDonald, said investigators weren't yet ready to link the two together. He said, but we won't rule anything out. He said, but it would be premature to connect these cases. Nonetheless, the media had already jumped to this conclusion that the hunt for the burglary suspect and the hunt for the shooter were, in fact, one in the same. Articles and TV news stories appearing during the first week of October 2018 reported a massive that massive searches were being conducted by the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department in Malibu County. 
a dozen officers on ATVs and they're like decked out in tactical gear. They were riding through the park aided by helicopters and bloodhounds. They were pulling out all of the stops for this vending machine robber who stole Doritos. Yeah. It's pretty pathetic when you think about the lack of attention and the lack of effort that they gave to Matrice Richardson. It emerged that indeed the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department wanted to question the armed burglar about Tristan's murder. There appeared to be two reasons for law enforcement's interest in this thief. One was that a surveillance footage that was found from the September 30th break-in at Malibu Valley Farms construction office showed that the burglar who stole nothing but food again was dressed in tactical gear, was wearing a headlamp and a mask, and was carrying a rifle. The burglary location was less than a quarter of a mile from the campground where Tristan Baudet was killed. The other reason is that a park maintenance worker reported talking to a man who, quote, fit the description of the armed burglar. It's not clear whether this man was actually carrying a weapon when he approached the park worker, but apparently the man asked for a ride out of the canyon. He wanted to go to a different area a mile or so south of the campground, and he says this is because there's so many police in the area. Mm. The worker refused to drive this man anywhere, and actually his report, the worker's report, triggered these these big-time searches that we're now seeing. Right. So even where we have, quote, we haven't linked it to Baudet's killing, but we certainly haven't ruled it out, Sergeant Matthew Dunn saying, but Dunn went on to say that the suspect meaning the shooting suspect, the murder suspect, might be a transient living in the park. It seems that in each of these burglaries, we should point out, all these occurred between 2 a.m. and 5 a.m. Roughly, this is the same time frame as most of the shootings. Yeah, it's almost like they're sleeping during the day and doing their crimes at night. And it turns out that the sheriff's department had suspected this transient actually for some time and even knew the name of the man that they were looking for. On October 10th, 2018, repeated law enforcement searches of the Malibu Hills area paid off. Police got their man. On the 10th, in a press conference held at the Sheriff's Department, they described the arrest as earlier today at approximately 1000 hours, Major Crimes personnel lost Hills Sheriff's Station personnel, members of the Sheriff's Department, members of the Malibu Search and Rescue Team deployed resources in the Malibu Canyon area to conduct a detailed search for the suspect and for evidence related to the crimes. The plan included a coordinated, comprehensive search of a vast area located in the heart of Malibu Canyon. After several hours, Investigators observed fresh boot prints in the ground leading up to a steep ravine approximately a mile north of Mulholland Highway and west of Las Virginias Road. With the assistance of air support, detectives followed the boot prints approximately 50 yards. Shortly after, they heard movement amongst the brush, followed by observing an adult male wearing black clothing. 
walking quickly, who resembled the suspect in the burglaries. Right. Air support confirmed the individual's location, and it was learned that he was armed with a rifle. Investigators contained the suspect in a heavy brush area and ordered him to drop the rifle and surrender. After a few tense moments of communicating with the suspect, he opted to surrender and was taken into custody without incident at 3.20 p.m. It turned out the detectives identified Anthony Rowada, age 42, by name several months before, but had not been able to find him. Right. In fact, NBC Los Angeles reported that, quote, a variety of law enforcement sources told NBC News in July that Anthony Rowada was also wanted for questioning in the shooting death of camper Tristan Baudet. It seems that the sources, the, the news sources for NBC, this was stating that law enforcement was looking for a drifter who had a criminal record in Texas and Florida and who was thought to be living in the Malibu Hills area as a transient. The video showing a suspect resembling Anthony armed with a rifle robbing the vending machine solidified law enforcement's suspicions. This wasn't revealed until later, but detectives compared the security video with firearms catalog photos and confirmed that the rifle visible in the video was a 9mm carbine, a weapon capable of firing the same caliber bullet that killed Tristan Baudet. So who is this guy? Well, Anthony Roada was born on July 30th, 1976 in Tampa, Florida. He moved around a lot and is known to have lived in Texas, Maryland, and another of another of other different locations in California. It's not really known what his family life was like or really anything about his early life, but according to a LinkedIn profile, he has stated he's an artist and a musician at Crazy Horse. Wow. On LinkedIn, he wrote... Crazy is right. Right. Quote, I am on my third musical project and release my first two albums are on iTunes, Google Play, etc. So apologize, his typing's a little weird on there. I try to make unique songs with strong content, letting the lyrics do most of the work. I have been sketching and writing most of my life. I have never been able to dedicate enough time, though. He also lists his employment as a sketch artist or portraits at Tony's final touch. His skills are listed as write, draw, rap. Mm. He has made references to service in the army, but I couldn't confirm if he had actually served in the army. There seems to be some thought that he did, but could be the story he's making up in his head. Right, right. With, you know, this this guy is a piece of work. Um, it's tough to it's tough to believe a lot of what he says. Uh huh. Well, I mean, first of all, anybody that's a musician is a little untrustworthy. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Cuckoo is what I was going to say. They're a little bit of wackadoos. So. If that was not enough, like someone on on Web Sleuths managed to find an ebook 
supposedly written by this man. This guy's proficient, you know. It, it's available online. The publication information for the book states that it is 6,000 words, over 6,000 words, and was published on April 9th in 2018. It costs 99 cents to download. The title is The Luciferian Theory. It's categorized under philosophy about good and evil. A short description of the book says, this is a short writing in which the author tries to use the book of Genesis and other documents to prove the story of creation really gives clue to a secret knowledge that has been passed down through ancient times to the present and how the chosen select have used this knowledge for money and power. Now, we <laughs> featured some of the bizarre highlights in the trailer to this case. Right, so this guy's a, a, a writer. He... A music, we're going to say musician. Did we hear any of his music? I didn't hear any of the music. He claims that he's a rapper. He cl Well, so he claims that his first two have been released on iTunes and Google Play. Um, I, I, I don't know what those would be or... Because it doesn't say what the title would be. Correct. Correct. This is what I was able to pull from. What a great job promoting yourself, wackadoo. But also, he says he's a... He, he's a sketch artist. Right? What, what was the... Well, his skills are listed as write, draw, rap. Right. Okay. So, with the whole rap thing, there's a... You know, the, the rap world, as far as conspiracy theories go, it's heavily drenched and the Illuminati. And so that's what it seems like his book is about. People using these old-time um, secret powers to get money and fame and power. Well, yeah, and and I'm look, I'm not going to claim to have read the book. I didn't want to bother with yeah. it. Um, I didn't want to pay for it. <laughs> I didn't want anything to do with it other than I found It's some, only 99 cents. Right, but I found some some portions of it online and that's what we used for the telling of this case. But I didn't want to give money to somebody that I I mean I, I don't know what this I certainly have my beliefs about what this man has done and right. I'm not giving him a penny. So after his arrest a family member of his told LA's KABC7, that's a news channel, that Anthony had lived in Malibu Hills for 10 years, saying he doesn't talk to people, he is a loner. When asked if they believed that if Anthony was the, the shooter, the family member said, I don't think Anthony would do that. I don't know him to be a violent person. I know that the only weapon that he would carry was a knife, which he uses to camp out. His family said that they did not know that Anthony had weapons charges on his record and said that most of his offenses, to their knowledge, were simply petty offenses and that he steered clear of conflict. Well, and maybe that was true at one point, but we have, we have video evidence that he's carrying a gun. Well, and then, and like you said, he has these weapon charges. We see often when we cover these cases that not always does the family know what everybody is up to. Right. Right. So let's take a look at Anthony Roada's criminal history. The Los Angeles Daily News reports that according to online records, he has six convictions 
for illegal weapons and ammunition possession charges in California. This is both in Los Angeles and Ventura counties. Uh-huh. He also has criminal convictions in Texas and the state of Florida. He was convicted of disorderly conduct in 1999. This was in Hillsborough County, Florida. Later in 99, he was convicted of assault causing bodily injury in El Paso, Texas. In 2003, prosecuted in L.A. County, California for commercial burglary and was sentenced to a few months in jail. Then in 2004, arrested again and prosecuted for being a felon in possession of a gun and explosives. This time he was sentenced to more than four years in state prison. In 2006, he was convicted of what previously was listed in the California Penal Code as possessing materials with the intent to make destructive devices and explosives. Right, so he wanted to make bombs. Correct. Yeah. His more recent convictions, these take place in 2014, one in Ventura and Los Angeles counties, were for being a felon in possession of a firearm and ammunition and for carrying a loaded firearm without registration. And then he was last in jail in September of 2016 when he was arrested by deputies at the Lost Hills Station. This explains how he was known to the sheriff's department and how they possibly figured out that he was their burglar. Upon this arrest, he was sentenced to serve a 30 day sentence on a misdemeanor charge and a 10 day sentence for a probation violation. This is according to court records. Then four months before Tristan's murder, Anthony was again arrested this time for trespassing, but was released. Quoted in multiple publications was a comment from a detective on the case regarding Anthony's rap sheet. It says, quote, it's a 10-year crime spree that could make a Hollywood movie. Anthony's most recent address was a condo in Canoga Park. That address dates back to 2012. However, as we know, and as his family says, he was living in the hills. Yeah. Law enforcement sources who spoke to the media referred to Anthony as a survivalist who lived primarily outdoors and had no fixed address. This seems like a a bit of an exaggerated term or title, as me and my friend Jess were talking about. The Malibu Creek State Park is not exactly the Alaskan wilderness. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) It's a state park. He's out living in the state park. Alexander Supertramp. He did have extended family that is reported to live in the area, in that area somewhere. Now, after the arrest, Anthony was booked on a felony charge, one for parole violations, and was held without bail while prosecutors built their case. Mm-hmm. He appeared in court on November 29th, 2018 where he was found guilty of violating the terms of his probation. This is because he was in possession of a firearm and failed to check in with his parole officer. The judge sentenced him to 160 days. He was also required to appear on a separate weapons charge in December. This seems like a design to keep him in prison pending more serious charges being brought 
Mm-hmm. The district attorney likely wants to keep him locked up because he's been deemed dangerous. And I mean, think about this. If Anthony Roada is the killer and is the shooter, this is not only murder, but it's also a form of domestic terrorism. When he appeared in court, he was rolled into court restrained to a chair wearing what is called a spit hood. This, so the, you can see photos of of Anthony from this court appearance. Yeah, he's deranged looking, really, and he's he's almost appears somewhat happy to be there, leering from under the hood. This, this hood, as the the name would indicate, is designed to prevent prisoners from spitting and biting. Yeah, they used to use something that looked more like the Hannibal Lecter mask. Right. But, but now they, I think they use this net more more often now. He almost looks like a bee catcher. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like a giant hairnet slash bee catcher thing. The restraint was used because in a previous court appearance from November 1st, Anthony went on and, you know, he's cussing everybody out. He's ranting and raving. He slammed the walls of the courtroom holding cell. Apparently, he also tried to bite, spit on, and attack members of the court in this earlier court appearance. Well, sometimes his face in these pictures look like he's a baby that just pooped himself, and he's smiling about it. And then there's other pictures, same same date, I, I assume, uh, where he looks like he's staring somebody down as if he wants to, you know, murder them and eat them. Yeah, that that's the one where he's wearing the spit hood at the later court date. But all stemming from his crazy outburst at the previous court appearance. Right. Where at one point he was yelling things like, I'm not going to cooperate with the public defender's office, objecting to his court-appointed attorney. Right now, because of this outburst and because of his behavior, it was the hearing was adjourned and the was continued later in the month. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Everyone is still talking about Monopoly Go for a good reason. It is an absolute hit. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Like countless crazy tournaments, you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Or timed events, offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in. With Monopoly Go, there's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now free on the App Store and Google Play. Do you want to set your child up for success? Of course you do. That's why you need to check out IXL Learning today. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, 
science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. There's one site for all kids in your home pre-K to 12th grade. Kids could use it at home on their computer or on an app on your phone or a tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything for you. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. I love recommending IXL learning. Kids can learn at home or on the go. And all my friends and family that are using it absolutely love it because it's so easy to set up and so easy to use. And even the kids that I've recommended it to their parents have told me, hey, Captain, thank you. I was having problems in math and my parents couldn't help me, but IXL could. Do you want to get your kids back on track or do you just want to get your kids ahead? Do so with IXL Learning. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And True Crime Garage listeners, get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com garage. Visit IXL.com garage to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Check out IXL.com garage today. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. Save a lot of money with Mint Mobile. Get their great mobile wireless service delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. That's premium service at a great price. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash TCG. That's mintmobile.com slash TCG. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash TCG. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Make your day delicious 
from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. I am new to Factor, and I have been loving every minute of it. I have a problem, and it's called lunch. Some days I need a pack of lunch, and some days I work from home. Whether I'm at home or whether I'm on the go, Factor is fueling my lunch from now on. Head to factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 and use code truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code truecrimegarage50 at factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right, we're back, you filthy animals. Cheers. Yeah, so let's get into some of the evidence here, Captain, or at least the the charges and what uh, evidence has been presented. Yeah. The, The Sheriff's Department said that they were investigating whether he could be responsible for some or all of the shootings that took place in that park area. Now, preliminary ballistics analysis showed more than one type of gun was used in these shootings. Sources told the media, so it's it's not immediately clear how many, if any, incidents might be linked to the rifle seen in the security video that he was carrying in the security video. This makes sense because, as we know, James Rogers was shot with a different caliber bullet than the bullet that was that hit uh, Melissa's car. So we have the car shooting and we have James Rogers who was in the hammock. We know that different caliber bullets were used in those two shootings. On January 7th of this year, the Los Angeles County's DA office issued a press release stating that Anthony Roada was being charged with the murder in connection with Tristan Bodet's death. Further, Roada was also charged with 10 counts of attempted murder and charged with five counts of second degree burglary. All of these incidents occurred within the time frame from November of 2016 to October of 2018. Mm -hmm. The specifics of such is released in a statement that says Roada is accused of opening fire on unsuspecting campers or motorists dating back to November 2016 when he allegedly wounded a man who was sleeping in a hammock in the Malibu State Park area. Less than a week later, he allegedly fired into the sleeping area of a vehicle. Roada also is accused of shooting into vehicles on three different occasions in 2017. No one was injured. The defendant allegedly shot at a Tesla on Las Virginias Road on June 18, 2018. Four days later, he is accused of killing Tristan Bodet, age 35, who was shot and killed while in a tent with his two daughters in Malibu Creek State Park. His children were not injured. The prosecutors also said that evidence showed that Roada is responsible for even more additional shootings and even more additional burglaries, which there's just not enough evidence that has been found for a prosecution to to actually even bring forth 
charges on that. Right. This, I mean, this is just terrifying when you think of it, but this, this includes the until now unsolved, unresolved shooting of a woman driving on Thousand Oaks Boulevard in Ventura County in 2010. So he's charged with eight shootings. Now, the complaint also maintained that one person besides James Rogers was injured in these shootings. So this is new information. We don't know who that person was. Right. At the January 7th arraignment, Anthony's bail was set at $1.1 million. Now, he did not enter a plea at this hearing, but he did so at another hearing, which took place on January 22nd. After his arrest, police conducted ballistic tests on Anthony's rifle and confirmed it was used in several of the Malibu Creek State Park shootings, including the murder of Tristan Baudet. This is from the L.A. Times, citing anonymous sources within law enforcement. These officials also told the Times that Anthony's weapon of choice changed during the two years from a shotgun to a rifle but it's not clear how he obtained those weapons. As we have seen, he has a felony criminal record and he is not allowed to be purchasing or possessing firearms. The Daily News reported that the complaint filed against Anthony Rawada specified that he used a shotgun in the first six shootings, but in the final two shootings, he used the rifle. It was not clear whether any other weapon other than the rifle were found in his possession when he was arrested. And law enforcement didn't believe that he knew any of the victims he was shooting at. Yeah, they they publicly state that they believe all of these were all random targets of opportunity. And But what we didn't see during the court appearances is we don't have prosecutors setting forth a motive in the charging documents. So where does this case stand today? Where, where are we at in this whole thing? Yeah. We know that Anthony entered a not guilty plea at a court hearing that took place in January of this year. He is due back in court this month and remains in jail. This is, he's got $10 million bail to, to post here. Yeah. The arrest in the impending murder trial is not the end of this story. The Malibu patch reported in January of this year that quote, the shooting death of Tristan Baudet and Irvine father camping with his two young daughters revealed that authorities had long known of the string of random sniper shootings, targeting campers in the area but had not publicized the threat until after his tragic death, end quote. This obviously is a big deal. Allegations made in the media that the Sheriff's Department knew about the shootings in the area dating all the way back to 2016 and avoided publicizing them so as not to alarm the public. As we know, the Sheriff's Department acknowledged that there were several shootings, but only after Tristan was killed. These shootings were all reported to law enforcement when they occurred, sometimes by multiple people. Yet the campground was open for business. The park was open to everyone. All of this came about without warning to the public. 
So rightfully so, Captain, in December of last year, Erica Wu filed a $90 million lawsuit against the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department mm-hmm. and the California State Park Police and the Department of Parks and Recreation, accusing them of failing to warn the public about the shootings. The complaint stated that these agencies neglectedly failed to care and provide a safe space for Baudet and his children, instead causing his death. The lawsuit is pending. Scott McCurdy, Tristan's brother-in-law, told GQ magazine, at some point I feel like there has to be some accountability. There are reports of people shooting and doing things that put the public in danger, and the fact that we didn't know about it, because if we had, we wouldn't have gone. Right. Even if we got to the front gate, if we realized that there were incidents of people being shot at or just hearing gunshots, we wouldn't have gone. We wouldn't have had taken our kids there. Right. It's not. I don't think it's so much about them protecting themselves as as much as it would be protecting your children. Right. And I think it's important that we have his brother-in-law standing out and, and very publicly stating had we known any of this was going on, we, we wouldn't have gone in there. Yeah. Just, yeah. just p- plain, simple fact. It, this all would have been avoided. Well, it's, it's a lot of horse shit. Don't you think? I mean, maybe one shooting, maybe a couple, um, reports of gunshots because it, it is a park, even though you're not supposed to hunt there. Mm-hmm. I could see not reporting some of that stuff, not, not trying to rile up the community. It is it is a rich area. It is there's money, right? We don't want to alarm the we don't want to uh have the the community be up in arms over something that's not that big of a deal. But these are multiple shootings. Right, right. And, and in multiple accounts, twenty uh a shooting that was maybe twenty feet away, now we got cars being shot at on the roads. I mean this is that's something you need to be reporting. That's where my head goes to as well, Captain. It's like it's it's a it's a really difficult and tragic story to tell because in my humble garage opinion, what we have here is is a crazy, dangerous person on the loose in a very public space. But the the thing that gets me at the end of the day is just what you said. There's so many reports of this. There's so many different occurrences of the same thing over and over again. You can't prevent crazy. You can't stop some random thing like this from happening all of the time. But when you have multiple reports of the same thing, it seems like you've really done a disservice to everyone to not do something. Well, like like you said, there's 63 spots and 60 of them, them were filled. Possibly none of them would be filled if if there was these reports out there. And 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 we know that the the term crazy is kind of frowned upon. This guy is definitely mentally ill. Uh this guy is definitely um he needs some help, number yes, one. And number right. two, he's far too dangerous to live in society. Right. I, I, I totally agree. And and hopefully they can combine all these charges. It's it's very strange, though, too, that he'd be shooting at people 
or shooting in areas. And so those are just the reports that we know. I wonder how many reports, uh, reports didn't go, you know, how many people got shot out at their campsite and they just didn't see a bullet hole right? or didn't, you know, or didn't hear it or how many times did people in the area hear gunshots from this individual and dismiss it as something else. Right. And just went, Oh, well it's, or again, because it's at night they were sleeping and didn't hear it. What's strange to me though, is this guy, which I think it's pretty clear. He has some mental illness that he was breaking in not to residential areas, but to, to uh, commercial spots. And it, and it didn't seem like he was trying to steal much other than to survive. survive. And so it, it's, uh, it seems like he was going in the wrong direction, though, because now he's wearing all the SWAT. Tactical gear is what they were calling right. it. And then it's like, what would have happened um, if this killing didn't happen? Where where would he have ramped this up to? Because if, you know. Well, that's the whole thing why I think the lawsuit is so important. Because yeah. it seems to me like these shootings were going to continue to occur until he shot and killed somebody. It was only then that they made it public knowledge that, hey, these shootings have been going on for a while. It was only then that they truly made strong efforts to seek out this this individual. Yeah, and what if he would have that night while people were sleeping, he attacked all sixty campsites. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. like went on on a spree. So this is why law enforcement look, just do your job. And well and he was deranged enough, I believe, to have been capable of, of just that. And so a late a late, late update on this. Um it appears that his preliminary court appearance is now pushed back to March of 2020. So the DA is saying that they need uh, everybody all involved need more time to prepare for this trial to move forward. Yeah. But if you, I think if you look at the evidence, um, it's pretty clear what happened here and, and who's responsible for it. Yeah. And we did mention a man named Zach Barron earlier. Uh, He's the one who wrote the GQ long form article about this case. Yeah. And I, I want to repeat what he says here. He says the facts of the case all seem to point to a crime of recklessness, which isn't to say it wasn't murder. Someone fired a weapon into a crowded campground and a man died because of it. But the story, effectively, is that there is no story, no cause and effect, no logic to it at all. If he had been lying down in even a slightly different position, he likely would still be alive. Well, and this is why talking about mental illness is very important because this guy's family and friends knew something wasn't right. I agree with that and, too. And and I think the thing is, is some people go, well, he's not hurting himself, but that doesn't mean it's not going to turn into him taking uh, these kids um, father's life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when there's not a million amazing dads out there, 
and here's this guy trying to take his daughters and and raise them right and give them you know uh, love and affection and all that stuff and and now he's gone and it's and and maybe this guy is not some evil human being maybe this guy uh is just hit with some mental illness but at the end of the day he took somebody's life mm-hmm. so it, this stuff needs to be talked about and when you see your loved ones having issues uh, not only to try to get them help but to get them help so they don't hurt somebody else and this week's recommended reading we are recommending that you check out the book hell's princess by harold Schechter, friend of the show He's told me, Captain, that he would like to come on the show eventually and do an interview. He's a fantastic true crime author. You can find Hell's Princess anywhere you can find books, and you can find it on Kindle as well. Go to truecrimegarage.com and check out our recommended page. We will have that title there as well as other titles for you to check out. Until next week, everybody, be good, be kind, and don't litter. you are bpm's high sweat dripping body moving tongue panting you're working hard real hard and you're thirsty you need vitamins nutrients for peak performance and energy and your plants do too Aww. i mean just look at the little guy water soluble plant food from miracle grow is full of essential nutrients just a little scoop into your watering can and boom instant feeding and bigger more beautiful plants it's kind of like a sports drink for your plants you may have to suffer from heat but your plants do not 